JD Talking Sports, Wednesday, March 15, 2017. Now, I talked about this man previously. Ed Whitlock, 86, oldest marathoner to break the four-hour mark, dies. He died Monday in Toronto at the age of 86. Now, there's a good picture of him here. At the age, listen to this. This was what blew my mind. September 26, 2004, at 73, he, he ran a the Toronto, Toronto Marathon in 2 hours, 54 minutes, and 58 seconds. 73, he ran a 254.48. And he's the only one to do under 3 hours over the age of 70. 70 or older. Now, they said adjusting for age, that would have been... That would have been the equivalent of a runner in his prime completing a marathon at 204.48, which is less than two minutes off the current world record of 202.57. And, and okay, so 73, he ran that. I thought that was, they say that's impressive. At 85, he ran the Toronto Waterfront Marathon on October 16th in, what year was this? It was a couple years ago. This was last year. In three hours, 56 minutes, 34 seconds. Isaac, I'm sorry. Three hours, 56 minutes, 34 seconds. At 85. I ran the New York City Marathon in 2003 at the age of 69, 35? Yeah, 35. (laughs) In 414. He ran a 350. It blew me away. 356, I'm sorry. 85, man. And he ran that race in racing racing shoes that were 15 years old, and his running singlet was 20 to 30 years old. And he actually got introduced by his son to running. He, had, he hadn't run for a while. And his weight had been dropped lately. He dro- dropped down to 105. When he was racing, he was between 110 and 115. And this is what he said. So he ended up uh, prostate cancer. He was reluctant to visit a doctor. He gave no indication that he was gravely ill. And he said, to some extent, I believe if anything was wrong, the body will cure itself. I don't want to be a burden on the system. I mean, I mean, can you imagine that? So he was really sick at the end. Yeah, married 58 years. Rest in peace. That's the way I'd want to go. Had a great life. Ran under a four-hour marathon. Unbelievable. Now, this is a guy who ran... A 434 as a schoolboy, but he had an Achilles injury that uh, curtailed his collegiate running career. Graduated in 52 from the Royal School of Mines at the Imperial College in London. Moved to Canada for work and didn't run seriously for nearly two decades until he was 41. So there was speed to be had there, but still, there's a great picture of him. I'm, I think I'm going to put it up with my Instagram. Mr. Whitlock, rest in peace. Pretty, pretty amazing, right? Jerry Longman wrote the obit on him. And Matt Higgins wrote a piece in the New York Times about Harrison Brown, a transgender professional athlete in in North American team sports, actually the only openly transgendered professional athlete, going a transition from female to male. They called him Brownie. He was playing in the National Women's Hockey League, which was having a lot of financial difficulties this season. 
and actually Brown had played with Team Canada at University of Maine and last year scored five goals and seven assists in 18 games for the Buttes. Which team? I love the names, man. The Buttes. The Buffalo Buttes. That's that's who he plays for. Now he's getting the surgery done. So because the, the, the league has to have fair play, there are restrictions about transitioning from male to female. And those taking testosterone hormone therapy are barred, a condition that will disqualify Brown, prompting his retirement. Now, Brown this year was voted to the All-Star Game, also, which was held in Pittsburgh in February, scored two goals. His jersey sales rank among the top five in the league. And Monday he was named one of the fans' three stars of the season and end-of-the-season awards based on fan voting. Pretty cool. And he says, my leaving and retiring has nothing to do with my belief in the league. He says, I, I cannot wait until I don't have to use the cheat sheet anymore, until people just look at me and then see me for what I am without me having to say anything, without me having to read a story. It will be just, it will just be me. I thought that was cool. He's moving to Chicago with his girlfriend, who is a social worker and looks for a new career. Kind of sucks. I would like to see him play a little more. I remember reading the story. I just wanted, I, I thought there was some inter- interesting quotes there I wanted to talk about. So that's what I'm doing right now. And right now, USC is playing Providence right now for the right to play. I did not, they play SMU. The winner will play SMU on Friday. NCA starts tomorrow. I, I have my final four. I have Arizona, I'm sorry, Nova, Arizona, with Arizona winning, and UNC, Oregon, with UNC winning. One of my big, I have Gonzaga beating, I'm sorry, losing to Northwestern in the second round. I have Northwestern, I have West Virginia, Arizona in one of my, in the Sweet 16 in the West. Yeah, that's my final eight. My final eight is West Virginia playing Arizona, Nova playing Duke at the Garden, Kansas playing Oregon, and then UNC playing UCLA. I was going to take Wichita State over UCLA. I have UNC. I have UNC going all the way, but I have UNC. I, I, I picked a lot of upsets. <laughs> a lot of upsets. And I'm very excited to watch some basketball tomorrow. Oh, my excited. It's going to be so awesome. So awesome. Oh, yeah, Gonzaga plays tomorrow. UNC plays on Friday. Damn. But I'll be watching. And the Nets, you know, you got to love the Nets. The Nets signed Archie Goodwin, the 6'5 guard out of Kentucky, who's been all over the place, really hasn't got a lot of playing time. Played in the D-League this year with the Greensboro Swarm. I just wanted to say the name. 17 points, 5.2 rebounds, 44% from the field, 24% from three, 72% from the line. Actually, they said there was a couple more worthy guys than Goodwin. But now they'll have 15 players on the roster for the Nets. You know what? I guess they're just looking for guys for next season. And you know what? Maybe Goodwin will get some playing time. He was a good player in college. They all came out too soon. And he's been bouncing around. He's only 22. First round pick in 2013 by Oklahoma City. Then went to Phoenix. You know, there's some time. Maybe something's going to happen. And Knicks play the Nets tomorrow. Knicks are going for their first back-to-back wins since December 20th and 22nd of 2016. Carmelo passed 24,000 points last night against Indiana. Pacers were held to 37% shooting and 29 in the second half. That's, you know, hey, 
Previous 16 games, they'd allowed 116 points per 100 possessions. 100 possessions, the Knicks. Third worst in the NBA. Ryan can't be happy at all. And Courtney Lee said, guys weren't quitting on plays. That's good to hear, right? You know, guys aren't quitting on plays. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, guys weren't quitting on plays. When I hear that, I'm like, uh, you're professional athletes, you're being paid. I think I don't want you to hear you ever quitting on plays. Knicks started 14 and 10. They're 13 and 31 since. The 27-41 Knicks host the 12-54 Nets. And Hornacek said, when you're losing, finger-pointing starts, winning everything. Winning, you know, everything is fine. No shit. They're six games out of a playoff spot. If they finish 14-0, they'll finish 500 for the season. Jeff Teague, who's a potential free agent out of the Pacers, 29, says he doesn't feel triangle suited for his game. He's a penetrating point guard like him. Like D. Rose, well, I would think not. He's they, I th- and he, he's back in his hometown. He's averaging over 15, almost eight assists, 35 percent from three. First time he's ever been an unrestricted free agent. But but the most but the Pacers can offer him the most money. You know, hey, doesn't you know? I I don't think the Knicks are going to get a lot of people this offseason. I think it's going to be a little bit. But you never know. They might be able to get some guys, get some draft some guys, start some guys. You know, someone's going to take money. There's always a guy that's going to take money. You know, a guy like, oh, I can, I can do with the system, whatever. But too early to, t- to prognosticate on that front. Now, Central Michigan's guard Marcus Keene, the nation with 30 points per game, he's going to enter the draft, highest average for a D1 player in the last 20 years. And I read a cool story about Coach K, uh, Coach Calipari, who says he really doesn't know how to use Twitter, Instagram, emails, but. Uh, that major, he majored in marketing in college, and they said he's used it every day of his life. He is a marketing machine. He's a god there. And I, 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 I erred yesterday, even though Cal has, you know, took two, two teams to Final Four, and they've been extricated from the records. Mich- uh, I'm sorry, not Michigan. Memphis and at UMass. But hey, He's getting guys that come to college. They don't, they're, going, they're all going to try to go pro right away. And he has guys in the pros that are doing things. His guys turn out to be pretty good pros. Some will go early, way too early. They should stay in college a couple of years, but that's not for me to say. And Mount St. Mary's, I, I made a mistake. This, last night, their win over New Orleans was their actually their second Tournament win. 2008, they beat Coppin State 69-60 and then got blown out in the next game by, I think, UNC. And I read some interesting story today about the NCAA tournament where it's a vicious cycle in which fewer at-large bids for leagues and teams lead to... for, For leagues and teams... For leagues and teams leads to fewer resources and less exposure leading to declines in recruiting and performance leading to fewer at-large bids, which is definitely happening. Definitely happening. I mean, this year, I think there's four of what the smaller schools for at-large bids. Except for we're talking about that were at-large bids and not were their conference champion. It's getting less and less. I mean, it's becoming, you know, because they can't match up. That's why Illinois State, which lost to Wichita State, didn't have any wins this season against any programs. They got left out of the tournament. They went 17-1 in the regular season. Lost in the championship game to Wichita State, and they were left out. And even Wichita State was a 10th seed, which goes to show that they probably wouldn't even have made the tournament if they, if they, it was, if either, the only team that was going to make it was the 
Which Wichita State or Illinois State? Not both. And that, I remember there was a lot more teams. Now Gonzaga, hey, they beat a lot of good. They beat a lot of good teams this year. They deserve to be in, but I still have them getting beat by Northwestern. I do. And Bloomberg found that bids increase to small colleges that pull off big upsets. And I have a lot of teams. Who, who do I have? My I have East Tennessee State making it all the way to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, I have. Virginia losing to UNC Wilmington and Florida using to, losing to East Tennessee and East Tennessee State and then East Tennessee State playing Nova in the Sweet 16. And I have SMU actually going all the way to the Sweet. I have SMU going all the way to the Sweet 16. Then I have Duke Nova, and I have Oregon beating Kansas in the Midwest. I mean, it's not really a big upset. What, what's Oregon? Oregon's a three seed. So I have a three. A one, a two, and a one. So I, I, I guess, but I do have some teams making Sweet 16, making some noise. That's where depth comes in, and poof, that ends quickly. And Obama, UNC Duke in the championship game, he took UNC and UConn over Notre Dame in the women's. Obama, I'd love to see it. President Obama, I would love to see UNC Duke in the final. Only happened once before. It was a trivia question. 71 NIT semis, UNC beat Duke. Only time they've met in a postseason tournament, NIT or NCA, only once. Now, I was like, should I talk about this today? LeVar Ball, who averaged 2.2 points at Washington, Barkley told him to uh, slow slow your roll. Barkley challenged LeVar Ball to a one-on-one, and then Ball said, doesn't want to play, he doesn't want to play me a one-on-one, he's too big, offers to send him Krispy Kreme donuts. I'm like, why am I talking about this? Le'Veon Bell even got into it. He said he averaged 2.2 at Washington. And he said that Kelvin Sampson, when he was there in 88, they didn't run, it wasn't the right offense for him, whatever. He ended up playing at like a D2 school, Cal State, Los Angeles. I read that he led, had 20 points, 10 rebounds a game, but much lower competition. In 80, and he, he said he would beat Jordan one on one. Well, in 88, he averaged 2.2 at Washington State, as I said. Jordan averaged 35 for the Bulls in 88. I think that's a disparity. I think it's a case of you need to shut the fuck up. You know what? Your kids are good ball players, but your the stuff coming out of your mouth is just like I think you're throwing anything against the wall and see it if it'll stick. And it's just like just shut the fuck up. You know what, dude? I mean, honestly, you know, you just keep saying more and more crap. It puts a lot of pressure on your kids. You know, and now you're challenging in Barkley. You're 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 disrespecting Barkley. I mean, hey, and then they go. He didn't win a championship. You know, he had a pretty goddamn good career, a great career on the dream team, and he he lost to a great team. In Jordan in the finals that year, where the they had a great team too. I mean, Kevin Johnson was like on fire. I mean, there were some great playoff games in that championship series with the Suns Bulls that year. I just think Lavar Bull, Ball, man, just yeah, Lavar Bull. That's exactly what he is. Bullshit. He's full of shit. And Lamarcus Aldridge is playing tonight for the Blazers after missing two games with a minor heart arrhythmia. I'm glad to see he's back. I'm like seeing guys sick at all. And Glaber Torres hit in 455 in Grapefruit League games. Home run, double, three RBIs yesterday. Today he went one for one. I think he hit a double again today. He's hitting 478 now after today's game. Bird hit a home run today. Greg Bird hit a home run today. And then you got to worry about the, the Mets. Matt Harvey, today against the Marlins, fastball was between 92-93. He went 3.1 innings today. Four runs, two earned, five hits, base on balls. Third start since undergoing surgery in July for that thoracic outlet syndrome. 
Previous two starts against the Cards and Astros, five earned runs and 4.2 innings pitched, 7.87 ERA and three starts. It's only, hey, it's only spring training, but I'll tell you, man, you know, he, he there was talks years ago that he was going to be, uh, the money was going to be astronomical. And now I, and I'm sorry, oh, it's only three starts. It's regular season hasn't started, but if he doesn't write this, and I know he has to get back, it might take him a while, but he's not going to last long if he's giving up, you know, going like this. Whew. Seven seven eighty seven ERA is not going to do it. Now, the World Baseball Classic, Adrian Gonzalez said that they, Little League Baseball's, run better than the World Baseball Classic. He's pissed. I, I I talked about that in Mexico, about the run differential bullshit. It was ridiculous. Well, attendance is up actually 34% since 2013. And Joe Girardi had something to say. He felt the first two rounds should be uh, done later by a week in March, and then the semis and finals should be held during the All-Star break, like Tuesday and Wednesday, and then you play the All-Star game Friday, get off the weekend, play them. I like that. That'll get friends. You know, have it all in the same location. I think that's kind of cool. And Israel, my chosen people lost today to Japan. They are out. Netherlands, Japan are now in the semifinals in L.A. Japan won in 2006 and 2009. Netherlands finished fourth in 2013. They'll face the top two from the San Diego pool, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, U.S. and Venezuela. Puerto Rico actually beat the Dominican Republic last night, 3-1. DR's first lost in, they'd won 11 in a row. U.S. is playing Venezuela as we speak. I was trying to check a score. And one nothing Venezuela, top of the third. Flames are going for their 11th straight win. They're tied one at the end of first. Celtics. Celtics beat the T-Wolves, 117-104. And Mavs beat the Wizards in Washington, 112-107. Trailblazers are beating the Spurs by two in the third end of the third quarter. How is Aldridge doing tonight? He is 10 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. Leonard has 27, 6 points, 5 assists through 3. Damian Lillard has 32 through 3. Wow. Some scores right there, right? Upset, upset about Israel. Thought they played pretty well. But, you know, all good things must come to the end. Hey, they have nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing to be ashamed of. They almost made it to the semifinals. But they realized they can get players... They didn't even get a chance. Ian Kinsler didn't come, and Ryan Brown, Ryan Braun, he did not come play for the for the Israelites. I like call them the Israelites, the chosen people. The Jets offered Dante Hightower twelve million a year, but pulled off for once he left the facility. That was per Jason Cole at Bleacher Report. David Harris safe now, and Revis his assault and robbery charges dismissed. And another suspension, Austin Safarian Jenkins suspended two games for violating the substance abuse policy. Fantastic. The Jets' offseason just gets shittier. (laughs) Unbelievable, man. Now think about this. Opening day for football is 25 weeks away. Training camp is 19 weeks away. And five weeks until Romo can actually work with whoever his new teammates are going to be. And Tom McShay, ESPN, I, I love this. I love this. No quarterbacks going to top 10. Teams realizing this group is not as strong. And I say that somebody is going to pull the trigger on taking a quarterback in the top 10. It's going to happen. 
All these guys saying this and that, it doesn't mean diddly, widdly, diddly, diddly, diddly. Because somebody is going to get itchy fingers. Somebody's going to trade up and it's going to take a quarterback. They're going to think he's going to be the greatest. And there's going to be somebody who's going to be taken and see my pen out. He might not. Remember how excited I was for Mark Sanchez? Thought he was going to be the next Joe Namath. Hey, they went to two AFC Championship games. Should have beat the Steelers. But I digress. And Joe Mixon now. Now his stock is rising after meeting with NFL teams. First round in play per Bleacher Reports, Mike Freeman. Hey, and anything's possible, right? And Congress wants to go and scold uh, members. They want to bring in the NFL and DEA for info, information on the alleged violation of prescription drug laws. And they come in and they go, bad, bad, bad. And they have an answer. Like when the Marines came in, they were they had this Facebook page with 30,000 members. of. They were looking at naked pictures of women unbeknownst to them and they asked him uh, basically he was like I have no idea how this happened he goes I don't know what well, what you know basically he was like I don't know I don't know what I'm going to do it was like a deer in headlights the same thing's going to happen you know we made a mistake and you know it always is after the fact and it's blah 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 and these congressmen and congresswomen can puff out their chest and show how you know great they are they get the PR and all that stuff it's a crock of shit it's like a witch hunt can't stand that crap it's not going to do anything it's a violent sport. They have to find, you know, they, they need the drugs. They're just going to have to do a better system of keeping track of stuff. Has to happen. And Dante Hightower off this talk last couple of days, all the Steelers, all this bullshit. You know what? He stayed 27 years old. He stayed with the Patriots four years, 43.5 million, 19 million guaranteed. He made 7.751 last season. Now he's going to be the third highest paid linebacker behind Jamie Collins, his former teammate, and Luke Kuechly. Second team All-Pro last year. He's the guy who calls plays for the D. He's a hell of a player. And then I thought this was interesting. Rex Burkhead is going to make $3.15 million if he plays in all 16 games. LeGarrette Blunt made $1.75 last year. Deion Lewis, who's in the second year of a two-year deal, is getting $2.6 million total. So Burkhead is going to be the main man. He's making more than those two guys. Almost, yeah, as combined. When you take in the total, yeah, almost combined. More combined than those who were made in a year. And they usually didn't pay this much for a running back. So they think Rex Burkhead is the real deal. And now I I, I know they wanted uh, McCaffrey, but now I read somewhere that he's now 14th in a mock draft. I love these mock drafts. It's like, guys, you're just pulling, pulling shit out of the sky. But, you know, hey, hey, it gets me to talk about him. I just feel like after you hear one thing one day, one thing another day, one thing another day, one thing another day, and after a while it just gives you a headache. And then you wait for the real story to come out. And Doug Waite, 16-8 and three ties since he took over for Jack Capuano on January 17th. They won last night at a shootout. Pretty good, right? And how about Alex Ovechkin? He snapped his longest goal-scoring drought of his career last night after 10 games. He had a goal in the Caps 4-2 win over the Wild. I mean, that's pretty, you know, that is consistency in a career. Longest is 10 games. The guy's unbelievable. 69 games this year, 28 goals, 30 assists, 58 points. And, you know, I thought this was an interesting. The women's national team, the hockey, women's national team in hockey is going to sit out the International Ice Hockey Federation World Championships this month, which is happening March 31st in Plymouth, Michigan, which is also the home of USA's hockey development program. After negotiations for an increase in wages and support from the U.S. hockey, from USA hockey stalled, shocking on that front. U.S. has won the last three world championships. Training camp is supposed to start March 21st. 
USA Hockey provides players with only 1000 a month during the six months of Olympic residency and virtually nothing the remainder of the four years between Olympic Games. I mean, that's disgusting. So basically $6,000, six months, and after that, you know what? You know what? If we want to, and these girls are winning. These girls are winning. It's amazing that, you know, they, they treat the basketball player. I know it's a big money sport, but the money they put toward the basketball team, the dream team, all that shit, and these women are winning, give them some money. You know, we have, you know, it's, it's amazing what the money's spent on. I'd love to know what the salaries are of the heads of the US hockey, USA hockey program. I'd love to see what their salaries are. I guarantee it is exorbitant. And hey, I feel for these women. I do. Hold out. And, hey, the women's soccer team, national team's holding out too. And they said, oh, well, you know, they don't, you know, they don't play as many games as the men and the men bring in more revenue. Bullshit. The women keep winning. I, I, hey, look, the so- tennis, they got, women got pissed off. And now they, they have comparable salaries with the men at the major tennis tournaments. It should happen. World's changing, folks. Women playing for six, basically six months of payments. And then after that, you know, you know forget it. Get a job. And, you, you know, we should build a dynasty here. Whenever That's all. U.S. is all about winning, isn't it? We want to be the best. So let's treat them like the best. Let's pay them like the best. Something. Pay them all year round. Why can't you give them a thousand a month for the whole year round? Or something. That's actually not to love. That's not enough to live on either. A thousand a month doesn't pay for diddly. You can't get an apartment for a thousand a month. That's garbage. And NHL is close to finalizing the Winter Classic at City Field between the Rangers and Sabres. I'm like, why the Sabres? Why not the Rangers and Islanders? And how about the Devils having a game of MetLife? That's what I that's what I said on that front. And and this cracked me up, man. So Stallone during Rocky Three ate very small portion, a very small portion of oatmeal cookies made with brown rice. Then drank up to 25 cups of coffee a day with honey and a couple of scoops of tuna fish. That's all he ate when he was shooting Rocky Three. Got shredded. I find that, and working out like a banshee, how did he have any energy? That kind of, I would think that would destroy your insides. But if he said it has to be true, right? It has to be true. All right. Trivia questions. Now, last night's trivia question. Who scored the most points in an NBA... I'm sorry. I'm having a little... Who scored the most points in an NCAA basketball Final Four game? Bill Bradley scored 58 for Princeton versus Wichita State. The Shockers in 65. I did not pick Princeton. I wanted to. I wanted to pick, pick Princeton to beat Notre Dame. I just couldn't do it. I think Notre Dame's going to beat him. I just don't think they're... But hey, maybe they'll shock me. Tonight's trivia question. What year was the last Bucknell... Player drafted in the NFL draft. I read this because I saw an article about a guy from Bucknell who's uh, could be drafted this year. So I said, "Is anybody get this?" I don't think so. Who was the last Bucknell football player drafted in the NFL draft? If someone gets that, I will send you a. I'll send you one of my UNC. No, I can't send you one. I'll take you out for dinner. And no cheating. Someone's going to cheat. How, how am I going to do it? I can't prove anything. All right. NCAA first day of the tournaments tomorrow. Knicks, Nets at the Garden. Oh, who cares about the other stuff? March Madness starts tomorrow. 12-15. Cannot wait. Have a good night. Talk to you soon. Peace out. And rest in peace, Mr. Whitlock.
How about that? Ran a faster marathon at 85 than I ran at 35. And 73, he blew me out the water. I am not fast. Peace out.